and welcome back to another episode of the Real Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jake O'Connor. Real Conversations is a podcast for those dedicated to doing hard things and living a meaningful life. This belief is perhaps best encapsulated by a quote from the great Teddy Roosevelt. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, nor where the doer deeds could have done them better. Now, the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena. With that being said, welcome back to another episode of Real Conversations. And today, we are joined by none other than my good friend, Joseph Holtusen. The one. The only. He's back. Round two, baby. He is back. And that's the voice of John. I'm sure you guys hopefully know that by now. Yeah. I'm just third wheel kind of usually in these conversations. Yeah. How you doing, Joe? Good. Good. You're not going to be third wheel today. We're going to. Oh, boy. We're going to. We're going to force you in. This is the John Peterson show. Yep. <laughs> it, it could be renamed. It yeah. could be renamed. As you guys are watching, we've been talking about this for such a long time. And if you're watching on Spotify or YouTube, we finally got the new camera. So it took me like 20 minutes of messing around with it. Joe has been incredibly patient. Him and John have just been messing around the entire time. Hopefully the video quality and everything ends up being correct. I don't have to do too much more research, but the camera's in. We're using it, and I'm stoked. It looks really nice, man. I should have gotten a haircut. zoom in at some point. Yeah. We, can, we need to zoom like in at the on, end because it's crazy. Oh, so they can yeah. see how good the quality yeah. is. Yeah. You can see every hair on my face. So allegedly, I, this is at least what the internet says, this is the same camera that Joe Rogan uses. So granted, he has like three of them that he uses, but this, we only have one, but it's still the same one that he uses. Wow. So, so I'm, I'm going to be on a podcast with like two million views. Yeah. You basically, awesome. I've, I've heard that as long as you have the same video quality, you <laughs> automatically get, <laughs> they give you the downloads. That's great. Yeah. So, Joe, uh, people may have heard the first episode with you. We have a lot of new listeners since the last time you've been on. Why don't you go ahead and kind of give the rundown of who you are and what you do? Yeah, so um, I'm Joseph Holthusen. Um, I've been running track for this is my 12th year. Um, just finished my 12th year, um, and I'll be going into my 13th year next year. It'll be my last year of track. Um, went to Bishop Carroll High School here in Kansas um, in Wichita, and – Went to WSU on a, you know, the coaches, um, I, I basically had to convince them to go and run on the team. Really? Um, yeah. And uh, th- they'll tell you the same thing, too, that I was recruiting them. Um, and it turned out really well. I went to nationals um, my junior year, right before, or right during COVID. And then uh, after that, um, got hurt for a year and a half. And then... This past year was a great year. Uh, had a lot of PRs, and we won conference this year. Uh, the team did last year, but I wasn't on the team uh, last year because I was hurt. And then uh, this year we won conference. So You've been on a long journey, dude, like 13 years, of, especially yeah. relative to how young you are. Like 13 years of dedicating your life at this point is a long time to be doing something. Yeah, and I played fo- football from third grade to 12th grade, so that was 10 years, and then track from sixth grade to now will be my sixth year coming up. Incredible. Uh, And you were an All-American. You got a lot of PRs this year. I mean, it sounds like things have been on an uphill spiral for you since um, we last talked. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. Um, You know, um, after I went to Nationals, I ended up getting really bad plantar fasciitis. Um, And then the next year came around and indoor. um, It was was going okay, but I tripped over a last hurdle and um, hurt a nerve in my knee and my IT band Ooh. and my foot again. So uh, then I was out all the rest of indoor and outdoor. Indoor, I actually ran at conference, but I got last place because I was hurting so bad. <laughs> yeah. Like I could, like my knee, I, I couldn't even barely walk. Like after I was done, I was sitting on the ground. They had to help me over to the table. Like it was bad. Oh no. Uh, and then outdoor, I just, I gave up and red shirt. So um, that's how I got my sixth year. How are you feeling about this last year coming up that you have? Fantastic. Um, there's, uh, I'm excited for the team next year. They did a lot of recruiting, so the sprint squad's going to be awesome. Uh, Tanner Brown, who was a multi um, at the, the year we won conference two years ago, um, he ended up hurting his knee really bad, and he was out um, for all of this year as well. Um, so a full year, and he's coming back. He's real fast. He's like a, he's like a 10-4 guy. Or he was. I, I mean, I think he is going to be faster this year even because ex- he's, he's insane. So yeah. when you say 10-4, let's break this down. Uh, what distance are you running and what is, like, a pretty good time? Um, so the conference winner um, from Houston, he was actually a semifinal in the Olympics. He ran a 996 oh, or man. something like that, I believe. Jeez. Um, 10-2 is phenomenal. Uh, 10-4 is 
absolutely amazing. And 10.6 is really good. Anything under 11 is pretty darn good. That's for 100 meters? Yeah. So at conference, I think a 10.5 flat scored. Wow. Scored one point. That's so. crazy. It's so marginal, too. Yeah. It's like one-tenth of a second. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So you're a pretty fast guy, eh? <laughs> I, I tried. I ran a 10.6. So. And that was after running an 11.1. So I I hadn't run a hundred in like three years, two years, something like that. Yeah. And at the the one time I ran it in college, I it was like forty degrees out, and ended up that's when I got plantar fasciitis. Was that meat? Oh. And uh, then so I uh, I didn't run it for like two years, and then I this year my first time I ran a ten eight, and then I ran a ten six high, and then a ten six low. So you said you got seven new PRs this year. What were they? What were yeah. they in? Um, so three of them were in the hundred, two of them were in the hurdles. One was in the 200 and actually I may have gotten eight PRs because I think, uh, the four by one, I personally was on, like I was on the team Mm -hmm. and that team PR'd twice. Eight PRs in one year is incredible. Like most people are just going for one, like Brady, he's just trying to get above the one bar higher than he did the last time to have eight different PRs is insane. Yeah. And, uh, and so that was just outdoor. Indoor, I had one PR, but it was in the 60. Um, the hurdles, obviously, it's hard to PR after you go to nationals and have a great time like that, and then you have a year and a half off. Uh, you kind of screwed yourself did, over by doing that, like yeah, a little being bit. so good so early on. <laughs> a little bit. It's hard to meet those expectations <laughs> again. Uh, but I've gotten back to that point. I'm actually outdoor. I ran way better than I ever did um, before I was hurt, so – it's been it's been good, and I, I don't have an indoor left, but I have an outdoor left, so I'm excited for that because outdoors just going so well. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm happy excited. for you, man. I know that it sucked when you were hurt. I see how hard you work. Obviously, we're good friends. I'm happy that you had like a really killer season. Yeah, man. It was uh, the summer went really well before, and then I came in, and um, we do this testing where we do um, a fly, which is um, you start out with 20 meters, and then they they track. You're 30 meters when you're at top speed, and then we do 30 meter dash, um, and then we do a 300, and then we go to standing long, which broad jump, standing triple, hang clean, and then over the head back shot put throw. And I got second overall on the team, and the only person that beat me was a multi who who does those right, kind of things. Right, yeah. So um, the summer and fall obviously went really well. I was a little bit hurt. I was kind of dealing with a hamstring thing for a little bit, but uh, other than that. Like the healthiest season I've ever had, it was awesome. That's gotta feel good. So, yeah. Now, yeah. Do, or do you think you're recovering different? Like, you think you're doing more recovery protocol? Um, partially. I mean, we cool down after every practice, but um, really taking that serious has helped. Um, really knowing my limits at practice. Like, if I start getting tired, and I want to do three more reps, well, are those going to be worth it? Mm-hmm. Because at some point, it's like, well, those aren't going to be beneficial at all i'm just gonna end up being too tired and i'm gonna screw my form up or yeah it's not gonna be a good rep so um really learning when to stop um and when to take it light in the weight room like if you're having something hurting like i'll just just chill out a little bit and stuff like that that's such a fine line i feel like yeah like i know you and i we go so hard in the gym and with all the running i've been doing lately it's like when you're running as many miles a week as I am having started at zero, I've been trying to like figure out, okay, when do I need to push? And it's like, okay, this run is hard. That's good. Let's finish it. And when should I maybe say, Hey, I need a little bit more rest and really allow myself to recover more. There's such a hard line for people like all three of us who want to just keep pushing and grinding and don't want to be weak and think we're not disciplined or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, especially like when you are hurting, it's hard to be like, okay, like I need to, I need to take a few days off here and like, rest because it feels like you're just being lazy yeah or especially like when you have a coach like ah coach thinks I'm being lazy but he understands he's just got so many athletes to worry about that it's like if you if if he doesn't have to worry about you he's not going to make the time to do it he's just going to move on to the other people yeah it feels like he's just neglecting you like oh he's hurt again whatever no Mm -hmm. he's he's just he's not even thinking about it he's he's respecting your decision he's just not I mean he's not going to sit there and like give you all the time that he normally would when he has other athletes that he, he can give time to that are healthy and he's just letting you rest. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting, especially like two days before the meet, we always get off. Um, and some people would probably be like, well, why do you take an extra day off? Well, 
with track, if you're not 100% or at least, like, 95% when you run, like, you're not going to run right. as good as you could. Unlike, you know, like, football or anything like that, it's like, oh, I sprained my ankle two days ago, but I wrap it up and I play. Right. And you play better than, you know, the people that were behind you. You see that a lot in the NFL. Like, a quarterback will get hurt, but they'll still play because they're just that – they're that good. Right. Um, that they can play hurt and still play uh, that good. Um but with track, it's like, well, if I sprained my ankle two days ago, I'm not, I'm not going to perform right. where I'm supposed to be, and I'm not going to win. I'm not going to do good. I'm not going to PR. So, it's it's uh, half of track is just staying healthy. Like that's the hardest part of track, honestly, is just staying healthy. When you take those rest days, I mean, are you able to just sit still? Is that something that you think that you've been able to do? Um, after a long season, and like when we get to outdoor. Um, I usually can, um, but like during the fall, we'll get Wednesdays off. Technically we have to, cause we can only do like eight hours a week during the fall, um, NCAA rules and they'll say Wednesday is optional and it is like, it's not one of those things where coach says, Oh, it's optional. It is not, it's not, optional. but you better be in the gym. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not one of those things. You can actually take it off. But for me, like when it's that early in the season, I'm like, Oh, I got to get this working. So I go in and do it. So yeah, it's hard sometimes, especially like, you know, you're kind of hurting a little bit, but you're only working out four days and you're like, I get two days off on the weekend. Like that's normal. But having this Wednesday off, like I really want to go in. Sometimes you just have to mm-hmm. take it off. Sometimes it's hard. Um, later in the season, it's not as hard because you're really pushing yourself every we We work out Tuesdays really hard and you're pushing yourself Tuesday and Wednesday comes around. And you're just lifting. You're like, oh, my gosh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. But uh Yeah. I have the hardest time sitting still like really? a day off you, or, or an injury. Either of those, they yeah. screw me up, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I mean, you run so many miles. It seems that, yeah. Like when you're not running as many miles as you're used to, even just doing like, anything. If like yeah. someone said you have the day off, most people are like, Oh, let's go. I mentally, like, it's just not good for me. I just sit there and I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Like I didn't do anything to get better today. That's where my yeah. head automatically goes. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's hard for me to sit there. Like, I can sit there for a while by myself and just do nothing and and enjoy it. Uh, But there's some part of the day that rolls around, and I'm like, gosh, I got to do something. Like, I got to go out and do something, you know. What what is, like, your favorite way to decompress? Like, whenever you do have that day off, even just, like, a three-hour period, like, what is your go-to? Usually I'll message my buddy and ask if he wants to play Apex Legends, and we'll get on. What's that? uh, Xbox. Well, it's it's a video game. Oh, nice. Um, Isn't it, like, Fortnite? It's like a battle royale with uh, different legends you choose, and it's got a big map. Yeah. Sweet. Um, No building like Fortnite. Mm -hmm. But me and him used to play. That's how we started out becoming, like, really good friends because he's my cousin. Um, We started out with Fortnite, and then we moved to Rocket League. Or we moved to Apex, and then we moved to Rocket League, and then then we moved back to Apex after that. Nice. But, yeah, that's that's one of my favorite ways. Uh, YouTube, I'm a big YouTube guy. Yeah. I love watching YouTube. We need some YouTube content from you. I think you discussed that at one I know. point. We want to see you put a channel up, man. Well, you have that nice camera, and I don't want to shoot, you know, but, I like, I know one of you guys has got to run it, but we could definitely do it this summer. I was going to say, we, we've yeah. got a camera that we might be able to use. It's very nice. Yeah. I don't, and the drone, if you saw the, the drone. We got the drone, too, yeah. That thing's awesome. Yep. So. Well, I mean, you have, we have an idea for one video and we can talk about that, but like, what would be your goal with this channel or what would be the other content of the channel? Oh, I don't know. You know, it's, it's not, you know, I've still got that board game stuff going on, um, that I'm talking to a a media advisor right now. She's actually my, my, uh, my cousin's wife. Um, man, everything's in the family with you. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) She, she's really helpful though, but, um, I'm trying to come up with stuff for that right now. I've, I kind of been focused on that as far as media and content goes. Um, but with the YouTube, um, it would be awesome to just do like track stuff, sports stuff, uh, workout stuff. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen Nick Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an 800, uh, Olympian and he was really good, but he does all this different, um, these different challenges and stuff like that out in the public. Um, and he does different workout stuff. He does, he challenges himself sometimes. Like it was one of his things was do a mile, 24 miles in 24 hours. Oh, it's so every hour yeah. at the top of the hour, he'd do a mile and he did one of those. And, um, not that I'm a distance runner, but <laughs> oh, uh, you totally could be, <laughs> but, um, you know, as, uh, 
you know, it's just different, different sorts of sports stuff would just be, be awesome. Um, but it's got to be original content. It's hard for me to copy someone else and think of it as like good content. Well, but you can also copy what works too. Like, yeah, that's true as well. I see a lot of videos right now that are doing really well. It's like D1 athlete does X, Y, and Z day in the life of or workout. Yeah. With. Yeah. Like that's, I feel like you can start that stuff right now and it'd do really well. Yeah. Yeah. That's true as well. Get Brady on there right away. Yeah. <laughs> Follow Ridge around with oh, like, his yeah. eating, eating yeah. habits and stuff. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. When I talked to him, he said he was, man, the calorie intake is just crazy. Yeah. Like, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. Ridiculous. Oh, man. He just came There's back no off. Way no way I could eat that much. He's dedicated. Explode. I know. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. He came awesome. back on for the second time, not like a couple weeks ago, and- I think he said he dropped his calories by maybe about a thousand. I think he said he was on a cut, mm-hmm. but I, him dropping by a thousand still means he's eating what fifty five hundred or something. I know, it's ridiculous, incomprehensible to most people. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, uh, your the original idea for the video was you and I doing like fitness challenges. Mm-hmm. What were the events they were going to be again? Oh well, and him too. Oh boy. Oh, you were in it. Oh, I'd love him. I'd love him to be in it. We should. We could do like uh, D one athlete versus ultra runner versus giant. Yeah. Yeah. Versus <laughs> <just> tall guy. <laughs> um, it was gonna be we were gonna have like running sections, lifting sections, and then like events that I haven't done and you haven't done. Yeah. Like a high jump or something like that. Oh god. Well you've got Marissa though. So I'm awful at high jump. Yeah, but you're you should ask her, I'm awful. But your girlfriend's got like she could she could come in and high jump. She'd kick our butt. We could dude. get we could get different event groups in there as well. Like, like it, yeah, it'd be fun yeah. if you compete against other athletes in their sport. Like if I got if I got me another sprinter, Ridge, and Marissa or Brady, yeah, and did like a competition, and then you came up with whatever you want. That'd be that'd be for, fun for your portion. It'd be like a like a two day thing, or or maybe like a. Maybe a one day thing, but like a multi sort of thing. My portion would just be running for twelve hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, like to not tire you guys out too much, it would be like you do one of them, you yeah, do one of them, and that'd be sweet. Like that. Yeah. But the competitive side of me, like, wants to go one v one with you. Like, I know you're going to kick my butt. But yeah, I, I definitely would want to try all of the <laughs> events. Well, anything over about uh, four hundred meters, you'd kick. My butt. <laughs> I, you know, you yeah. choose something like a mile, and it's like, oh, I'm done. I'm, I'm about a 10-minute mile guy. <laughs> 10 minutes isn't a bad mile, man. That's pretty man. bad. That's, that's, pretty bad. that's, it, that's about four and a half hours in a marathon if you're uh, thinking of it that way. It's not four and a half, say, don't, though. Don't knock that. I was at like 450. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I'm saying that, but after about, you know, three miles, I don't think I could go 10-minute miles after that. Yeah. The most I've ever run is three and a half. My whole life. That's Real, how? I, I'm horrible at it. It's not... I went so so I I was gonna do a three mile run and I told myself I was like I'm not I'm not gonna stop. And I think this was maybe winter when we were off. I was like I'm not I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna be a wimp. And so I went out there, and uh, I got to about a mile and a half, and I was like, Oh my gosh, my feet hurt. Like I'm not a distance runner. Dude, <laughs> I'm just, my bone density's too much. You got to run with I, me. I, I think uh, I don't think it'll hurt. I think it will actually be pleasantly enjoyable. Where Where do you run? Wherever. Usually Redbud Trail, which goes behind uh, WSU. Yeah. But I'll I'll run anywhere. I just think you'll. I think if you go at the pace I'm going, which is much slower than you're used to, I think it'll be casual and you might actually enjoy it. Okay. He's thinking hell no. <laughs> enjoyable. Well, it, strong. This word. summer, I I have. Right now, during June, it's just general conditioning for us. So staying active, going on a run, going on a bike ride, whatever. Yeah, going to the pool, whatever. So we got to get that pool open, boys. So if uh, if you could carry me to a new distance PR, like four or five miles, I'd try it. Definitely, yeah. I think you'd enjoy it. I think we're running five tomorrow. Yeah, we do tomorrow morning. Time six, six thirty. I'll text you about that. Oh. <laughs> he's like, he's like, we'll talk off air about that. That would be it. That would be all right. Yeah. We, yeah. Friday mornings we run five miles at like six or six thirty, and then we do an ice bath. What after. pace do you guys usually go? Real slow, like a ten. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very manageable. Well, hopefully it's. A 10. I won't be Last talking. I, I won't be talking after three. Quick. I'm just gonna let you know that. Yeah, but, dude, but yeah. Go into the pain cave. Now, man. now, these people that are listening are gonna think I'm in awful shape <laughs> for saying all this, but. 
but my weight room and my sprints are 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 much better. No, they're phenomenal. Much, much better. I said, just tune into the video here. You can see Joe's clearly an in shape, good looking guy here. Look at that. See that flex? Ooh. Wait, show him the tat. Show him the tat. Oh yeah. You got to talk about that. Um, it's adrenaline. I got it after I got it after uh, nationals my junior year. Well, you can't just say it's adrenaline. Describe it, what that is it, for it's, the people. It's uh, the the chemical symbol for adrenaline. Um, so after, um, I've actually had some stories in my life where adrenaline saved me, um, like saved my life, not just like. Are you willing to share these yeah, stories? Yeah, sure. Yeah, oh, geez. you can't. It's a cliffhanger, man. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> uh, but but also adrenaline in sports. My adrenaline is just through the roof. Like um, uh, practice versus competition, I'll run significantly fa- faster in uh, competition than I will in practice, and it's just the adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so. It was it was crazy. We were me and my buddies were in the Tetons um, in Wyoming, and we were doing a camping trip. And it was supposed to be like a five day or or four day, but it ended up being a three because it was so hard. We didn't um, we calculated it to be like thirty miles, mm-hmm. and with the uphill downhill, it ended up being like fifty. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, and we ended up having to camp on the we we had campsites that you could stay at uh, while you're hiking. We ended up having to stay on the top of a mountain for one of those days because we couldn't get to our campsite because it was dark. Like we had, we had gone. I mean, there was there was one day. I mean, we went like twenty miles in one day, and we it was just dark out. We we had to we had to stop and set up camp. Um, and well, and uh, another part of that before I tell the the story of my uh, me being close to death was uh, my shoes. We had to cross a river. I took them off. And I slipped on a rock oh, in the river, and dang. I threw my shoes when I slipped to catch myself, and they just floated right. Oh, no way! <laughs> yeah. So my I, I tried to track them down, like maybe they get caught on the side, and I get them. No, they're gone. They're long gone. So I go back, and oh. I'm like, I'm like, I'm just like in disbelief. I'm just like, oh my gosh. My buddy's like, well, I've got these like chacos. He's like. <laughs> He's like uh, sandal looking things, uh-huh. and I'm like, "All right, I'll take them." So I I put on two layers of socks and I walk 26 miles and those back to the oh car. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, great experience. It I, I say that sarcastically, but honestly, we became pretty like we were good friends before. That's a that's a time I'll never forget. That was that's bonding that trip right there. Was just crazy. Yeah, um, eating MREs in the forest. Want to throw up because they were so bad. <laughs> awesome. Um, anyway, so after the first day, so the first day we get to our campsite, we wake up the next morning, and we didn't really account for snow either because um, it was summertime. It was midsummer, um, but you get up high enough in the mountains, there's still snow, and it's not even that cold. It's just it snowed so much that it's just still sitting on that area. And um, before we went, we had this lady say that we would want ice axes and we didn't really think much of it but she was like i highly recommend it like i don't want you guys to go without them um, we already had crampons uh, which go on the bottom of your shoe to help you stick in the snow um, so we went and got the ice axes we rented them we went back out and sure enough we used those things um, there was about a 60 degree slope that the path was on the other side probably about 20 feet to the to the path and then the the slope we were in the middle of it but it was probably like 15 feet high before there was just a big drop off of rocks so we have to cross this thing and i'm the last one in line so those three make it across and i'm going sideways with the ice axe just in my hand i'm just crawling to the side going from right to left and all of a sudden the snow below me just starts crumbling no just just starts crumbling below me and I, i start sliding down and I'm like, oh, my gosh. So the ice axe has a sharp point on one side and then a flat point on the other. I stick the sharp side in to try and I, – I mean, at this point, like, I know the stakes. I know how high up I am. I mean, a drop down 40, 50 feet in the rocks, just right below me, like 60 degrees, boom, rocks. And I know the stakes, adrenaline right away. And I, quick thinking, stick the ice axe in with the sharp point. It doesn't work. I slide down another three feet. Quickly, I, like – movie style flip this axe around like and stick it in and it just it just slides another like three feet and stops and i look behind me and like 
six feet behind me is just just a canyon, just rocks. Oh, and I look, I look up at the other guys. I'm like, uh, I've got like this. I I just almost died face. Like someone just got murdered, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And they're looking at me, and they're like, they're like shaking. They're like freaking out. They're like, get up here. So they like try and they try and like give me. They yeah. try and pull me up and stuff. I have to use the ice axe to get back up there. I mean, six foot from never seeing the light of day again. It was Jeez. crazy, and it, it was the it was the adrenaline. I mean, the adrenaline kicked in instantly, and the and it, it got me thinking quick. And um, yeah, I had a, I had a nice panic attack after that. I mean, it was it yeah. was scary. <laughs> we, we we walked another like half mile, and we had to sit down because everyone was freaking out so much. And and with that we finished. That was the second day, like the morning of the second day. So we still had another day and a half because we didn't get back to the car. Till it was the third day, like eight o'clock, getting dark. It was crazy. So after you almost fell to your death and had that near death experience, did you have any epiphanies? Any like deep realizations? Yeah, I'm ne- I'm never going hiking there again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, there was an there was another time during that trip that. Um, me and my buddy almost fell into because it was a very narrow path. Fell into there. Um, we got back in the car and talked about that later, and it was like, yeah, we we really need to plan better before we do stuff like that again, <laughs> because it was you know it was all, all our first time. We had planned it. We had spent like three months planning this thing, but I mean, nothing prepares you for stuff like that. Like, oh, you may get caught in the snow. Like, you you may have to camp somewhere else. Um, we had bear spray. We had all this stuff, but like extra food like we should have brought even more food just because you're burning thousands and thousands of calories walking 20 miles a day yeah um and i mean at the end like you get so sick of that food sometimes like that bad food like it's better to just pack a whole nother canister of food stuff like that like man like it was it's crazy that there's people we saw some people that jogged that entire path in one day they they ran through the entire thing in one day they may have taken a different turn somewhere, but they went like 40, 50 miles on that same path, like in one day. It was nuts. Like, I don't know how people do that. It's just crazy, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. But great memories. Yeah. yeah we talk about that all the time. <laughs> uh, we stayed in Jackson Hole. That was, that was awesome. Very nice. Touristy, but very awesome. It was awesome. We had one of the best burgers in my life there. Was that after it was, it was, you almost died? Uh, I had it. I had it before and after oh. I almost died. Oh, nice! So, there yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah, at least he's consistent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We got in the car and I was like, "I'm getting a burger tomorrow." <laughs> man, that those life or death experiences, man, they'll do something to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think about. It, I'm like, man, if I didn't have the ice axe, like, uh, it's like one of those things. Like, oh, if I would have left two seconds earlier, this person would have hit me mm-hmm. something like that. It's like one of those things like, oh, that one thing. That was almost it. Yeah, like that was almost it. There was almost no further track career, no podcast yeah, right now. Like that would have yeah. just been book and closed. And I, I would have thought it would have been a bear before something like that. <laughs> you know? You could take a bear. With the bear spray maybe. You know what they say when uh, when you when you see a bear, what you're supposed to do? Like if your buddy's getting attacked, you're supposed to spray Run. it in the butt. Oh. Really? Well, <laughs> yeah. It burns their butt and they run away. <laughs> What? So we had thought about every scenario with like bears, like what we would do, like if it's this color, do this, if it's you know, whatever. Nothing about like what if there's <laughs> off a cliff. sixty degree <laughs> angle and you're about to fall off a cliff. <laughs> I don't think I have any like really close near death experiences. Not that I can think of. Do you, Jacob? Like that you think off right off the top of your head. Like that. No, not really. I mean, done some hiking. Need to do some more crazy Whatever stuff. else. <laughs> I mean, do you define uh, skydiving as a near-death experience? Oh, that's awesome. I don't know. I want to do that so bad. I don't know. Would you consider that near-death? Probably not. Probably not. It's pretty safe. You're pretty far from death. I, I feel like we're more closer to near-death in the sauna than we are skydiving. <laughs> the sauna. <laughs> 15 minutes, it's dripping in your eyes. You're like, I got to get out of here, man. Yeah. We, we're trying to go till we die. That's kind of the goal. Yeah. I like the sauna. Yeah. Awesome. We need to do a sauna podcast. I've talked about this. If we could get the mics in there, they're, they're going to overheat. That's the yeah, problem. But yeah. if you could, that'd be so dope, man. That'd be cool. Just bring one of your Yeti mics in there. and You, mean, you mean the microphone that's made entirely out of metal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a brilliant idea. Yeah. So I'm drinking this uh, Element electrolyte <laughs> powder, and 
It's lemon habanero is the flavor. That's not the one that I like. I ordered the ones I liked, and they sent me like a variety pack, so it's got all different flavors. Do either of you want to try the lemon habanero? I'm okay. I smelled it. I'll do it for the content. Do it, Joe. All right. How long has it been since you washed this thing? <laughs> <laughs> I just washed it. A month ago. <laughs> <laughs> You just got up and spit it out. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst thing I've ever tasted. <laughs> second worst, second worst. Describe I had menudo it. one time. Yeah, I so say describe that. Um, uh, so if you, if you have ever smelled... Um, Windshield wiper fluid. That doesn't smell good. Windshield wiper fluid, and then like if someone like ate an entire lemon and then then mixed it with hot sauce in there. (laughs) Did you just drink it? No, I almost didn't. He goes and spit in there. Yeah, and then they spit in there, Um, and then you put like a Mexican candy in there. That's what it tastes like. So pretty similar to what the pack says it is. <laughs> yeah. Mango chili. Oh, it's not lemon habanero. I had lemon habanero I did yesterday. not taste mango. Yeah. No, it's it's all chili almost. That's not mango. I not. think lemon habanero is worse. That's what I had yesterday. Oh, gosh. Not great. No. I don't know who approved these flavors here. Yeah. Who the heck comes up with a chocolate-flavored salt, a lemon habanero, raw, and then mango chili all in the same pack? Is this BCAs? No, it's electrolytes. Yeah. It's real good for you. I mean, I like the other yeah, flavors, I mean, but this is just terrible. Wow. You regret that? Yeah, what are these sitting here for? I said you can have a water if you'd like a water, Joe. Yeah, great. I don't regret it. Yeah. Whoever made that should regret it. I, I need to clip that up. That's going to be a good little episode. <laughs> <laughs> you want to try? I mean, sure, I'll give it a shot. For the content. <laughs> you yeah. full sent that. Yeah, you should have brought other flavors. Well, That would have been smart. Yeah, I got a mouthful of that. Yeah. No, I honestly... I, I want to try the chocolate now. The chocolate is terrible. He had the chocolate this morning. It would be better it if it was It cannot be as milk. bad as that. Ooh. It was... Yeah. It almost tastes like hot chocolate. Wouldn't that kind of defeat like the purpose of watered down. drinking a bunch of sodium? And it's really it's really salty, too. Oh. Which also throws it off. Yeah, they're all very salty. Electrolytes are an acquired taste, though, because it's how much sodium and potassium is in it. Yeah, so that's... Uh, I would say that all of the electrolyte drinks that I've had are not good by any means it's just better than the last one or better than this other one i i like it like if i could have a soda or i got to make like an element raspberry and element uh watermelon like mix that with my water i'd probably pick the electrolytes over the soda yeah, I don't like you can do electrolyte much. pills yeah i have salt I pills yeah. yeah i eat a lot of I those i think those work good yeah it, yeah they do for sure i need to order more of them actually now that you bring that up behind that flavor out of your mouth or is it still in there um it's i think it's gone now yeah it's gone now we're good i think i see a tear in your eye <laughs> no no I, I don't think so you can you can you can zoom in and see yeah, let's zoom in yes, on it, this. you want to zoom in yep, now yep give him okay. a zoom give him a quick zoom show off this 4k camera Things nice. It's a good cameraman. Well, uh, we, we got it just in time too because so tomorrow, fingers crossed, things don't fall through. Logan Mize, you know Logan Mize? Yeah. Okay, he's coming back on the podcast for the second time. Wow. So tomorrow, last time I didn't have a camera at all, so this is like a big jump. That's huge. And so it was like really poor audio video quality. The audio wasn't great, but this time I'm bringing that camera tomorrow. I'm really hoping it's going to work well because it'd be so cool to get that captured in like 4K quality. Where are you? Where are you doing it at? We do it at his recording studio. Wow, which is dope. Here in Wichita, Andale. Andale. Yeah, dude, That's he awesome. is so fun. Such a fun guy. That's awesome. Uh, I ran this morning with my friend Bryce Lobb, who runs Unavita Tequila. So he has like an alcohol, his own alcohol brand that he started. So he's got Unavita Tequila, and then he's got El Trago, which is like his whiskey bourbon. And so I was running with him this morning, and I mentioned. 
with Logan tomorrow. You know, he's a big tequila guy. And Bryce goes, dude, the amount of alcohol I have in the back of my car, here. And he gives me two bottles to give to Logan tomorrow. Wow. So I'm super excited for that experience. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, does, it, does he sell that tequila in... In all, around, all around Wichita? Yeah, he's just everywhere, man. Ones or just everywhere? No, he's everywhere. He's in, I think, six states right now, and he sells e-commerce, but he's, wow. he's slowly growing. But he's got a, a deal with chicken and pickle, so he's growing with chicken and pickle, which wow. is perfect. Chicken and pickle's getting real big. Yeah, and so he's getting in on that action. He's a great guy, such a guy, good guy. That's awesome. But that'll be fun. Yeah. For sure. In other news, maybe having another guest, uh, I got a message this morning. This is all up in the air, totally could fall through, but it looks like there's a chance that Chase Coke's coming on. Wow. Yeah. I've, I've been DMing him. That's and, nuts. And his, like, social media person reached out to me, and she's like, hey, I saw that you've been sending messages. Let's connect on this and figure out what we can do. I'm wow. like, dude, how huge would that be? That's massive. That would be awesome. Yeah. I I can't even fully comprehend how cool that would be. I think it'd be fun to get all different sorts of guests in here, like to have a you. To have a Logan, to have a Chase, John, myself, like just all these different just random everyone, yeah. Yes, all in here, just like having a conversation together, shooting crap, just like talking, you know? Everyone has something interesting going on in their life or that has happened. And yeah. yeah there's well, just so many different things to talk about. And the threat of people for this podcast is high performers. So if you put high performers in a room together, I feel like something cool is always going to come out of it. It's like a chemical reaction almost. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Inspire some people. Oh. Yeah, say something motivational, Joe. The people need it. Oh, motivational. Um, He's thinking. Yeah, let me think. Um, Pain is temporary, but pride is forever. Ooh, good one. Wow. I like it. What does that mean to you? I think about that a lot when I'm doing workouts or um, when I won the 300 hurdles at state my senior year. Um, In the middle of it, that's what I thought of. And, um, sure enough, I, I won, I wasn't supposed to win. I was supposed to get second. I won. And, um, I saw that before some of our football games, they'd put it on the table. Um, I'd heard that quote before, but, uh, that's probably my favorite one. You it's pu- so simple. You push so hard and you work so hard. Do you think that drive is something you were born with naturally, or do you think you learned it? Um, competitive wise, yes. Uh, very competitive. Um, my dad was very competitive. He is very competitive. Um, so was that learned or did you, um, the competitiveness? Yes. Um, the, you know, I, I had to work pretty hard in football to get to a spot where I was playing and, um, I was good. Like I was good enough to play. Um, so, so hard work comes from just trying to get a spot, um, on a bunch of these teams. I mean, football, like, um, from third grade to sixth grade, like I didn't play a whole lot, but the plays I was in, I made the best I could, um, to try and get more playing time. Um, and then football in high school, like I didn't play until my senior year. I really worked hard and then we won a state championship there and, and same with track. Uh, track's such an individual sport. Like, if you don't work hard yourself, it's not like the team's going to carry you in any sort of way. Right. right. So, um, and then trying to get on the uh, the team at uh, WSU after my senior year, um, all that, all those things combined have really accumulated into um, the work ethic I have now. Do you think that uh, you can, are you able to turn off that competitive mode that you're in? Or is it always <laughs> like, no matter what you're doing, like you need to win balls to the wall? Uh, it's pretty hard. Um, uh, me and uh, Marissa, my girlfriend, were um, playing mini golf. And she said oh, I was too competitive. Mini golf. Yeah, she said I was too competitive and it stressed her out. So there are times I need to. Uh, it's pretty hard for me to do that. I Even when I play a board game, like oh, yeah. I hate losing, you know. I, I'm flashing back to us hanging out last summer at the pool and just all of the. Oh, oh yeah. Remember the one, the football where you had to throw it through the life uh, yeah. preserver and then the jumping across the pool? Dude, we used, literally, we get together. We're just playing games. Like we're yeah. putting out little bets, seeing who's going to win what, and we're all so competitive. Yeah. That's the fun part. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to, it's fun to have a winner. No one wants a consolation trophy. No. Like you participated. Does that really feel good? Yeah. 
Like, exactly. Like, you showed up. That's great. But does it really feel good that you participated? Like, oh, there's someone better than me. Yeah. You know? I I don't know how I feel about that. Like, you, you need to really – because if you can't – if you don't know who's first, second, or third, then you never have something to work towards. You're yeah. always going to think, well, this is life. You know, I'm always going to get a participation trophy. I'm always just good enough. And it's like, no, you got to do some work sometimes. Yeah. Like, you got to have something that you're striving for. There will always be someone that is better than you or becomes better than you in life. So you are always working towards a goal. Like you'll see like people who hold the world records for things in, in any sport. It's like they either retire and they eventually have that record broken yep. or they, they keep going and extend that record. Um, and, and still even then, like years later, maybe 20, 30, 50 years later, like somewhere in that range, like someone's going to break it. Like mm-hmm. you always have something to work for. Because you could be the best in the world, but it's going to be taken. That title is going to be taken away at some point, you know. And 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 that's what you should shoot for is 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 that title. Like your goals should be big, and if your goals are big, you'll achieve big things if you work hard towards those goals. I th- I think like the big thing for that is like why do people want to be the best? Why do they want to have big goals? I think it comes down to legacy. Like yeah. I think people want some aspect of immortality around them they want to know they're going to be remembered for doing something great and truly hard and not just floating through life yeah well and 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 that's that comes with emotion too like you know i um sometimes you see people who are unemotional about what they're doing like you may be trying to be great at a particular thing and you see people who are unemotional about it like they'll do bad and they just don't care you gotta have some sort of emotion with it too um like, if you don't care about it, you're not going to be emotional. So, yeah, caring about your legacy and, and, and wanting to do something special, and that brings emotion, and that, that emotion drives you to work harder and I have, all I, that good stuff. I have a real deep question for you. Are you ready for this? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, take your time to think about okay. it. Okay. So we're talking about legacy, doing hard things, whatever. And you're, this answer is going to change as you get older. But right now, at this point in your life, when you die, what do you want to be remembered for? How do you want to be remembered? I would, I would like to be remembered as the person that was kind and loving to everyone else. Like people, people visit my grave um, or, or, or people think about me when I die and they're not, they don't think of it as, oh, that's good. He died. Like, like about time. Yeah. I don't want them to be sad about it because I think that I'll be in, I, I, I want to be in a better place. Mm -hmm. Um, but I want I want people to look back on me and just think, oh, I, you know, he was a good man. I'm, I, I see him as a good example of a way to live my life. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's that's really profound for sure. Well, what do you do, What do you two think? I was gonna say, do you? Can I ask you, John? Or, I mean, I know we're going real deep here, but I'm, I'm, my yeah. curiosity is peaked. No, yeah, this is this is definitely a, one of the deep ones that. I think about a lot, actually. It's like, I, I guess this isn't the question that I think about a lot. It's it's more of, and this might be a selfish thing, but, like, if I died tomorrow, like, would I be happy with my life? Or, you know, yeah. some, something along yeah. those lines is what I think about a lot. And I think the answer to that question is yes, most often. Um, but for that question, uh, I guess kind of along the same lines, just being known as a person that is a always there or, you know, never wronged someone. I know there's some people in my life that I wouldn't (laughs) trust, you know, I wouldn't trust with some information and things like that. I don't want to be, I don't want to be that guy. You know, I want to be the guy that's trustworthy and, uh, fun, I guess. Yeah. About you. What do you got? No, I, I like that answer. And I think that 
it's weird because like you can die any day. You know, that's what's really I hate weird. Thinking about that, but I would say that you can't live your life thinking about that. Like you're just yeah. saying, otherwise yeah. you won't do anything. You won't go out on this crazy hiking trip and you know almost die there and lose your shoes and whatever else and try this terrible mango chili flavor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that that might have been another close death experience. Yeah, that, 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 <laughs> yeah what do you think? Uh, I, it wasn't great. I'll, I'll say it wasn't great. Would you think it was better than the chocolate one? I would take that over the chocolate. One. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I need to try the chocolate. Hundred percent. Well, that was the only chocolate one we had. It's the one that John had. Uh, well, yeah, you're never buying that again, are you? So. Well, so th- it was, those <laughs> ones were free. Yeah. But the terrible thing is, they also sent another flavor called raw. It's literally just the salt. So I'm. I think that might potentially be worse than Drink having... in the ocean. Yeah. I think it could potentially be worse than these terrible flavors. Let's put some Mio in that or something. Yeah. yeah. Give it some flavor. I'm going to try it tomorrow, so I'm going to see how that tastes. Oy. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, you'll have to let yeah. me know about that. Yeah, I'll give you guys an, up- an update on it. Okay. Yeah, we, went, we went really deep there for a second. I know. That was fun. Yeah, it was a good one. I enjoy, it's called real conversations. I mean, that's that's what we got to do out here. All right. Yeah. So uh, this has been fun, Joe. Do you have any other updates? I know you talked about the board game last time. How is that going? Um, good. Um, it's it's up on my website. Well, you have my, a website? It, my I say my website. It's up on the website that I have it produced on. Um, I'm working right now to try and see which promotional pictures or videos or whatever work best on social media and once i get a good enough following i'll do a crowd sale for it so it'll be cheaper for everyone and um same with uh another card game that i just finished um it's just a very simple fun card game called golf um kind of my version of golf uh everyone kind of has a different way to play golf um but the the cards are um they're not just a deck of cards like they've got pictures of like golf they've got different titles like mulligans and um slightly different rules and stuff like that so um once i figure out what my following takes to best and which what kind of content they like best and um whatever promotes best and um does the best to get people engaged and all that sorts of stuff um then i'll do crowd sale on those so do you have an estimated target date for when the first one will be ready? Um, the first one would definitely be survival, which was the game I started with. Um, I don't have a target date for it yet. I think that having a thousand followers on Instagram would be a good milestone to hit first. I've got almost a hundred now, I think. Okay. So do you want to, do we want to plug that Instagram? You cool with that? Sure. Um, yeah, give us the spiel, man. This is your time. It's, I believe it's, I'm Board Games Co. Um, let me go to that real quick. Um, yeah, I'll do a screenshot. So it's, a, it it's actually just yeah, sure. I'm I'm Board Games B O R E D, um, and then it's got uh, a link tree in there as well, which will take you to the instructions manual for survival. It'll take you to about us. It'll take you to the card game. Uh, my TikTok and my Facebook, my TikTok and Facebook are not the priorities right now, um, but there are a couple posts on TikTok and there's um, pretty much the same posts on Facebook and the Facebook doesn't have a huge following, but I think that Instagram is more of uh, where board games are shown off and sold and all that. So that's the main focus is Instagram. So the game is done though. The game is done. You have finalized the game. Yeah, that's so yeah. exciting. Yeah, it's done. So, so I, 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 still think I need to play it with you guys. Um, it's it's I'm bored. What? Yeah. Say it again. B o r e d b o r e d games. Yep. There it is. Oh, look at that. Yep. Yeah. So if you're watching, you can see this is Joe's Instagram page here. Yep. Wow. That's the new card game, the hole in one there. Um, that's survival right there. And then I've got some other, um, pictures. There's man, there's look at this. Like that. Yeah. That's legit, man. Yeah. We, that's, that's actually sweet. Tanner who I was talking about earlier. Is that your cousin? Left. No, that's oh. uh, Tanner. He's oh, the, really yeah, yeah. good. Multi-inspirator. 
Yeah, this is all, we played the game with you a while back. That was really fun, man. Oh, we did. It's yes, a good game. yes, we did. I we can't. Did. I, I made a few changes since then. I was gonna say I. Yeah. I can't remember if that was the final version or not. So I made a few changes based off what everyone was saying. Um, I finalized the instructions like hours and hours and hours of making sure the instructions were good and the pictures were good in there and everything like that. And um, the back of it actually has a so go to the link tree if you don't mind right there in the the bio. It's actually. The instructions, it doesn't come with an instructions manual. If you go to the PDF there, right down there, um, yeah, right there, um, it actually has a QR code on the back with the instructions, so you always have it on your phone with you, and the instructions can never get torn up, and you can always access that PDF right there. This is looking real legit, man. Yeah, that took that took a couple hours to put together. I already had everything in a Word document, but... Putting it together with all the pictures and stuff that took. I like your a logo while. a lot too. Thank you, thank you. How'd you come up with the logo? Um, I came up with a bunch online. I came up with a bunch, and then I had I texted a bunch of people and had them vote on it, uh, which one they liked best. And then I came up with two or three main logos. Oh, two different names. Yeah, you put us hey, in the credits, dude. That's course. so nice of you. Of course. Wow, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, you guys helped out a lot. I appreciate it. So, well, we, um, we like whenever people do stuff like this. It's so cool. Well, thank you. Thank you. But yeah, I, um, uh, and then I came up with the three that everyone liked the most, and I had everyone vote on it again. Mm. I think I had like 25 people talking about it. And then uh, that was that was actually, it was tied with another one. I liked that one better. Mm-hmm. So I used that one, and then I changed a couple of the colors. Like the light bulb wasn't yellow. And the brain wasn't pink, so I changed those. It looks real good, man. So, yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah, it was a fun process actually to make the logo. I enjoy doing stuff like that. So, what'd you use to make it? Um, I used actually like it was kind of like an AI generated um, system okay. yep. where I put in stuff like that, and then I took a bunch of ones that I liked from there, and then had people vote on it. But then with that one, obviously, I was like, well, this one's tied with the other. I think that I can change a couple colors in this and make it one that I really like. Nice. And people like that. I'm. I had two different names. One was I'm Board Games like that, and then the other was Card.io. Mm. Um, but that's, I mean, it kind of ended up being like, ah, oh, that's more of an internet, um, like, URL type of thing. Right. So I went yeah. to I'm Board Games. That's awesome. Yeah, I yeah, like it, man. Well, people, stuff. people go support Joe. He's killing it out here. What's hey, your, just what, a follow would be awesome. What's your Instagram? Like, your, both of them, I guess, just again. Yeah, I'm Board Games, and then um, my... My personal Instagram is. Um, you have to look it up. Look yeah. at this guy. It's J underscore Holthusen. I couldn't remember if it had an underscore or not. <laughs> you want to spell Holthusen for him? Yeah. H O L T H U S E N. And then I link all of these in the show notes too. So if you swipe up, you should be able to just click the link to go follow both of Joe's accounts there. John, where are you at? At the John Pete. Nice. And then I am at the Jake Bosey and then at Real Period Conversations for the podcast Instagram. Any parting words here, fellas? And the TikTok. Oh, yeah, and TikTok. I do like your TikTok. Yeah, at Real Conversations Pod on TikToks. It's just the same videos from Instagram, and I also put them on YouTube, so it's just easy to upload to all three. Nice. Yeah. Amazing stuff. You guys got anything else? Thanks for having me on. This has been fun. We'll do it again. Yeah. Yeah, I love this. All right. It's awesome. Go support Joe. See you, people. God bless America. Bye. See ya.